are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening and welcome to the Locked On Pistons podcast, your episode for Friday, February the 12th, and the G League Ignite action continues with a doubleheader this weekend. This is your boy Matt Shook, the host of the Locked On Pistons podcast, a sports writer here in Detroit City, covering sports gambling for PlayMichigan.com, a Pistons fan and follower my whole life, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. And I'm Brother Brian, and I have the Bucks plus a thousand to win the big game. No big deal. My life is dope, and I do dope shit. Whether you're a pro athlete, an exhausted parent, or you spend all day in an office chair, CBDMD wants to give you the support you need to make it through the day. CBD Freeze and Recover are an outstanding duo of topical products with specialized formulas to provide targeted relief where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try Freeze, Recover, and every other CBDMD product, you can take 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. Thanks for listening. Thanks for spreading the word about the Locked On Pistons podcast. It is Fridays with Brian. We are ready to finish off the week and look forward to a lot of basketball this weekend. Today, we're going to look back at the loss on Thursday night at home against the Pacers. We're going to talk about the G League Ignite team with their game on Wednesday and also look ahead to two of them this weekend, what you should be looking for there. A little bit of NBA draft talk as well. And Brother Brian's going to have us ready for the weekend too with a couple of games tonight and Sunday evening with the Celtics and the Pelicans for Stan Van Gundy on Valentine's Day. I wouldn't have it any other way. I don't know about you, but give me a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore for that. Also, the Locked On Pistons Twitter account. And check us out on Facebook at Locked On Pistons dash Matt Shook. Give Brother Brian a follow at bshook12 on Twitter and the Play Michigan account, play underscore Michigan on Twitter as well. Brother Brian, what's happening, man? And just trying to stay warm. The snow's accumulating to get all your Valentine's Day shopping done. Always, always. get. Well, I wait till after Valentine's Day, get the candy on discount. That's that's more my style on the Valentine's Day. Got to take care of myself. The self-love. It's what it's all about for the single man out there. But, uh, Brian, the Pistons did play on Thursday night. Uh, it didn't go as well as Tuesday night went, that's for sure. Lay, us, lay, the, lay some of the details on us here. Well, the Pistons dropped the front end of a back-to-back 111-95 to to the Indiana Pacers on Thursday night to fall to 6-19 on the season in what was their worst three-point shooting night of the year so far at 18%. I think the biggest lesson is that the Indiana Pacers aren't good enough to either bother beating them. So the Pistons only beat teams that you can see going to the second round and beyond, and maybe the Pacers just aren't there. So sorry, Indiana. And I've got an interesting thought on that coming up later in our discussion. But Detroit's still without a winning streak yet this year, and they came out of the locker room and got outscored 30-18 to in the third quarter. Yeah, that was a strange stretch. Uh, We were wondering where the substitutions are. You know, is Dwayne Casey trying to force a round peg into a, a a Phillips head screw or I don't know what the uh it's too late on a Thursday night to, to come up with the uh 
the cliches, but um, so what, uh, you know, what do you do uh, if you're Dwayne Casey? Because there's always the specter of maybe you are trying to lose in some ways, but you also want to give Isaiah Stewart the chance on his first career start to kind of blend in with those starters. Um, yeah, it was a frustrating stretch for those of us who wanted to see at least the competitive second half. The Pistons were led by Josh Jackson off the bench with 18 points and a team leading eight rebounds in what is his sixth straight game in double digits. Isaiah Stewart had a career high 17 points in his first career start and also added seven rebounds. Sabonis, add him to the list of guys that hate seeing Isaiah Stewart, got under his skin a little bit. Sabonis, one of the better big men in the Eastern Conference and, uh, you know, Stewart had a great game. He was great. The efficiency was uh, tremendous. And uh, the usual effort that we're used to night in and night out, setting the tone for this team, which is something to say out of a rookie. Blake Griffin started the game well and ended up with 16 points and a team high six assists. While Sadiq Bey also scored 10 off the bench. And in his first game with the Pistons, Dennis Smith Jr. did get four points in 16 minutes and was able to get his feet wet with, with a new team. Yeah, I, I'm not going to get excited or disappointed about Dennis Smith right quite yet. Give him some time. He, uh, I think he's played like 10 minutes of NBA action since the day after Christmas or something since the beginning of the season, basically. So, you know, it was ugly at times. There was a couple things he did while he drove and scored and hit the mid ranger as well. I was looking for, I, you never know about some of these guys because his Smith and Jackson were both one and duns and were both picked highly in the 2017 draft. So there's got to be some like AAU history between those guys. They got to know each other. And I was looking for some chemistry between them. Uh, sometimes Josh would do like a run out and I would be like, okay, so him and Dennis are going to get something going here. And he kind of froze him out a little bit. So I was excited about possibly the combination between them. And, and I don't want to read way too much into like three different possessions where there could have been some two man game going, but uh, my enthusiasm for that was tempered a little bit by the, the apparent lack of connection here in this first game. DeMontis Sabonis had a game-high 26 points for the Pacers while also grabbing eight boards and eight assists. While Jeremy Lamb had 17 off the bench and Malcolm Brogdon, Miles Turner, and Justin Holiday scored in double digits for Indiana, Brogdon with nine and Turner with eight rebounds, respectively. Indiana's a nice team. I mean, it's they're 13-13 and 13 right now. They're the same nice team that they've been basically since they rebuilt the team after the, the brawl at the Palace. I don't know if you guys remember that, but... Uh, it's just a nice team, but I just don't really see what the upside is, where they're kind of going. Um, it's got to be a little bit frustrating for some Pacers fans, but I think as a Pacers fan, you just kind of enjoy the solid basketball and maybe you're, you're kind of just okay with these playoff teams that maybe could make a run at some point, but realistically it might just not happen. For the first time in three games, both Detroit not covering and the under came in on the bet online game number. No rest for the weary as the Pistons are back in action tonight in a game we will profile along with a Sunday brief with the Pelicans later in the show, and hopefully they can rebound from having one of their least energetic games of the year outside of Isaiah Stewart. Yeah, you had a team coming in on a four-game losing streak, and you wondered, you know, TJ Warren out and Karis LeVert hasn't joined the team yet after his uh, ailments. So you wondered if this was a chance to get that two game winning streak and played. It was a nice little slugfest in the first half. I think it was tied at halftime, but uh, like you said, that big third quarter to start there, uh, put it uh, away for good in the Pacers got the win against their central division rivals. But yeah, like you said, not, not a whole lot to do. I was excited about Dennis Smith jr. And I'm not, not excited about to see what he does here in these next several games because he should have a long leash i mean there's no reason there's no one 
knocking on the door to play point guard or anything like that with this franchise at this point. So he'll have plenty of games to prove himself or to uh, sink or swim, as they say. So, But up next, we are going to talk about the G League Ignite team. This is suddenly one of the more important things that's on the the plate of Pistons fans going forward. And they got a couple of games this weekend. We're going to talk about that next here on the Locked on Pistons podcast. But first, Bang the Over Brother Brian here and Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing and the Pistons are eight and a half point dogs on the road in Boston tonight. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts yes, sir! we're covering everything you need to know about the pistons but what about the rest of sports now the locked on podcast network has you covered there as well with locked on today it's hosted by the great peter bukowski and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes subscribe to the locked on today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Brother Brian here with myself, host Matt Shook of the Locked on Pistons podcast. Now, the NBA draft, obviously such a big deal for the Pistons and Pistons fans. They are now tied at 6-19 and with the Minnesota Timberwolves for the worst record in the NBA right now. And we're, you know, so if you get the worst record in the NBA, you are guaranteed to get the fifth pick at worst in the lottery. They do draft, they do pull, lottery uh, balls for the top four. It used to be the top three, so that's a little bit different. That hurts the the worst teams. The, the odds are smoothed for those top four picks as well for within the top three teams of the league, so you have the same odds if you're in the top three, but you know, being first, second, or third matters and how you might fall if you don't win the lottery. Long story short, uh, the tiers of the draft is an important thing for the Pistons because Cade Cunningham seems to be at the top and Jalen Suggs and Evan Mobley seem to be at the top as well. Those are all three college players. But the G League Ignite team is a group of guys right out of high school. They're just going to do this one year. And uh, they got matched up with some NBA veterans like Jarrett Jack and Amir Johnson as well. And the G League bubble got started on Wednesday afternoon in Orlando. And uh, Dennis Smith was going to play in that for the Westchester Knicks. But they started up the NBA bubble with this G League Ignite team playing their first game of all time against the Santa Cruz Warriors, the uh, G League team for the Golden State Warriors that featured Jordan Poole and Nico Mannion, Jeremy Lin, some pretty big names there. The G League Ignite team, though, did get the win 110-104, to 104, and a couple of guys that are right in that mix of possible top five picks and really a couple of ceilings that might even be a little bit higher than that, uh, maybe even up to high, as high as number two, are featured on this G League Ignite team that Brian Shaw coaches. So, Brian, uh, they're playing two games this weekend that fans can catch as well. Yeah, so not exactly a college basketball game this weekend, but it's all about the G League matchup between the G League Team Ignite and the Raptors 905. That game will be on Saturday, and it will be the Ignite's third game by then, and they'll actually play on Friday afternoon here at 3 o'clock on ESPNU. So if you can check that out as well, they're going to be taking on the Oklahoma City Blue this afternoon. So what you're going to see are some very talented players eligible for the draft next year. And two of the top five picks in the draft are projected to be on the court tomorrow in Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga. They're right in the conversation with Evan Mobley and Jalen Suggs, probably that next group below 
Cade Cunningham. Yeah, and so uh, the first game, as I mentioned, they, they went out and, and Jonathan Kaminga in particular really showed out well. I haven't watched the game, but I've read, read about it and saw a lot of the highlights. Kaminga's a big guy. You know, he can kind of do it all. He was posting up early and got some buckets there. Um, the three-point shooting numbers were bad. He was one for seven. You don't want to look too much into one game, obviously. The first game that they're playing, they're on national TV, on ESPN2, all that stuff. So the numbers were bad for Kaminga. But, you know, from what I read about Sam Bassini of The Athletic, who's kind of my go-to for draft coverage, uh, it looks like the three-point shot has cleaned up a little bit, so there's a lot of potential there. Uh, Kaminga is also shown behind the scenes to be a guy who uh, is willing to work and is willing to improve as well. Uh, Jalen Green is uh, playing off the ball now for like the first time in his career as guys like Bobby Brown and former Piston Dante Hall on that team as well as a starter too. So Jalen Green, more more of an explosive athlete there, um, and but a guy who uh, isn't impressing as much as Jonathan Kaminga right now, but maybe that upside is still there too. So really kind of where we're at right now is I think Kaminga has kind of played himself into that Mobley Suggs group for two, three, four. Mm-hmm. And Jalen Green, as this exhibition, this, this G League bubble continues and then the pre-draft stuff, I mean, they got a long time till the draft. I think Jalen Green still has the chance to get into that group of top five players, but Kaminga seems like he's kind of on his way there. Kaminga definitely did look the role in the uh, first game for Team Ignite on Wednesday. Jalen Green's six foot six inch, one hundred and eighty pound guard. He has all the accolades. Five star recruit, high school All American, out of prolific prep there in California. Multi ten gold medalist in junior tournaments around the world. Well, Jonathan Kaminga is actually Congolese. He went to high school in the U.S. though, moving here in twenty sixteen. He's six foot six inch, two hundred and ten pounds, and has his athleticism is just fun to watch. Apparently, he speaks French too, and I know a couple guys on the Pistons that he would be able to get along with if he uh, if he indeed shows up in uh, New Center area at the Pistons headquarters someday. And one other name to keep your eye on is Deshaun Nix. He's a six foot five inch, two hundred and twenty pound point guard. He's from Alaska, uh, and he's looking to go in the middle to the back end of the first round right now. So that's the Raptors five oh nine and Team Ignite in the G League Saturday at seven o'clock on ESPN Plus, and that game at three o'clock uh, today this afternoon against Oklahoma City Blue is on ESPNU. And Isaiah Todd as well. Want to throw out his name as one of the high schoolers that jumped straight to the G League Ignite. Michigan fans know him well as he was a commit for a long time for Jawan Howard as a five-star guy that was headed to Michigan. But once they put this team together, Jalen Green was like the first guy to jump into the whatever this was going to be as it was kind of formulated. And then um, Isaiah Todd was like kind of the last guy of this group to make that. Um, I don't know you know, he'll, he'll probably go into the draft right now. He's kind of talked about as like maybe a second round type of talent. So he's a guy who's got a lot of work to do a lot to prove. So someone who's, you know, he's got 17 minutes in that first game. So Michigan fans might want to keep an eye on him and see how that goes. But as you're watching the G league ignite team, I think the Oklahoma city game Poku is playing for that team right now, Alexi Pokashevsky. Um, so that's always interesting to watch and Michigan fans will be able to see Xavier Simpson as well. So he, um, had six points starting at point guard for the Oklahoma City Blue. Ty Jerome from Virginia as well. And Melvin Frazier, who was a high flyer out of Tulane, who I believe was a second-round pick of maybe the Pelicans. But he ends up in the Oklahoma City system right now via, via whatever kind of trades were, were made. Then the Raptors 905, who the G League Knights is going to play on Saturday. Henry Ellenson, former Piston, starts at uh, center for them. Nick Stauskas as well from Michigan playing. And Gary Payton the second Gary Payton's son 
playing for Raptors 905 as well. So plenty of local interest, and it brings us back to the the tank talk, of course. And I know some of you guys roll your eyes at the tank talk, but 6-19 and 19 right now for the Pistons. Um, as this kind of goes on, Brian, we know that, you know, the playoffs are a pipe dream, although the things are a little bit jumbled in the bottom of the, the Eastern Conference and you get the 10 teams in with the play-in now. Do you find yourself, uh, I don't want to say rooting for losses, but where are you at in some of these games as it goes down down today? You know, fortunately, most of these wins have been against the good teams, so you want those, presumably, I would, I would think. So where are you at in some of these games? Well, a game like today that looked like it was lost from the middle of the third quarter on, uh, I, I'm okay with, you know, we had to mail this one in because they don't come too often. This is maybe the second game of the year or probably the first game of the year that didn't involve Milwaukee or Golden State. And I think that's the point too, is the first half of the schedule for the Pistons has been brutal. It's uh, not only are they only beating good teams, it seems like night in night out, they're only playing good teams. So the second half of the schedule should presumably be a little bit easier and we should be able to sneak out some wins against some more comparable talent level. Uh, so right now, I think smart money says that we should probably be hoping to lose more, more of these games than win because on the back end, uh, the way the Pistons sometimes come together some nights and, you know, seemingly an easier go of it, uh, they'll be able to probably sneak some wins here in the second half of the schedule. 538.com projects the Pistons and the Wizards to tie for last in the NBA at 21 and 51. Right now, three those two are three games clear of the next worst team in the NBA. Kind of surprisingly, the Cleveland Cavaliers at 24 and 48. The Timberwolves one game ahead of them. So that factors into the strength of schedule there, too. So um, and, and who knows? You know, maybe uh I don't know what the numbers would say that might not be quite right about this Pistons team. Because you figure that you know the veterans will hit the bench uh, after the trade deadline, and then they'll shut Blake Griffin down early. I would assume when he gets any kind of injury with uh, 20 games left in the season or something like that, and just let these young guys play. Now, fortunately or unfortunately, I would anticipate the young guys play pretty well and might win some of those games late in the season that maybe aren't earmarked by number systems like 538.com, who don't anticipate the fact, but that maybe some rookie wall comes in for some of these guys as well. So. A little bit unexpected to see what happens there. But uh, I tell you what, 25 games in, I think we are right now. It's been a much more interesting season than I anticipated. It's been fun to watch, and credit goes to guys like Jeremy Grant, Isaiah Stewart, Sadiq Bey, uh, et cetera, et cetera, with a few of those names, uh, Wayne Ellington as well, uh, of guys that are, are surprising and playing well. And the whole team is given an F, and that's nice to see after uh, some years of questioning those kind of things from this Pistons roster. But up next, talking about the weekend, the Boston Celtics and the New Orleans Pelicans. That's coming up next here on the Locked On Pistons podcast. But first, one of the perks of being a Locked On podcast host is not only do I get to sing the praises of Built Bar, but sometimes they'll send me the free sample. So I got the free sample the other day of what I got to tell you guys is perhaps, not perhaps, it's the best Built Bar yet. Got to tell you, it is delicious. This is Matt speaking. I'm not even reading copy right now. If you liked the cookie dough chunk built bar, if you haven't tried that, you need to figure out a way to get your hands on those. But I got to tell you, you will love the coconut brownie chunk. This is the best built bar that they have ever made. I think they've kind of perfected the, uh, the protein bar right now. 
dark chocolate, coconut, and real brownie chunks. It just doesn't get any better than that. And the taste is excellent. I'm telling you about the taste. But now what I'm figuring out as I'm reading this the first time, I didn't look at the wrapper. I just kind of assumed I trust Built Bar. I assume they had the good stuff in macros. But the macros are outstanding as well. We're talking about 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, 7 grams of sugar. This is the best flavor that there is out there, and this will only be available for a limited time. You need to get on this today. You've been hearing me talk about Built Bar since we were both born decades ago, and you're probably hearing it in your sleep at this point if you're a daily listener of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. And if you're not a daily listener, what is wrong with you? Become a daily listener. Get it today. The coconut brownie chunk, the dark chocolate, the coconut, and real brownie chunks. This is just great stuff. Use promo code LOCKDOWN. You'll get 20% off your order as well. That's the coconut brownie chunk at Built Bar. BuiltBar.com. Check it out. On Lockdown NBA, join Anthony Irwin of Lockdown Lakers and Adam Mares of Lockdown Nuggets for a wrap-up of the biggest stories around the league. Anthony and Adam bring you game recaps, weekend previews, and a weekly NBA power ranking that you can't miss. Subscribe to the Lockdown NBA podcast today wherever you get your podcasts. And the Pistons have a chance to possibly move a little bit up in the power rankings with a couple of tough opponents this weekend. We're here with Fridays with Brian, and Brother Brian's going to give you the lowdown on those weekend games starting tonight in Beantown. The 6-19 and 19 Pistons are going to travel to Boston to take on the Celtics for the final time this year with the season series tied at one. Detroit will probably be without Blake Griffin on the second night of a back-to-back in search of just their second road win of the year against 11 defeats. And Dwayne Casey said after the game that Mason Plumlee, it sounds like kind of a day-to-day thing with him right now in the elbow. So as of now, we don't know whether he'll be back and if Isaiah Stewart will be back in the starting lineup and what happens with Blake Griffin um, if he's not able to go like we anticipate. So a lot of answers that uh, – questions that will be answered hopefully – during the middle of the day when the injury report comes out in the afternoon. And the 13-11 and 11 Celtics are led by the duo of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, who are both averaging almost 27 points per game while Tatum grabs seven and Brown grabs six boards a night, while Kemba Walker has thrown in 15 since returning from injury 10 games ago. The Celtics are on the back end of their own back-to-back, tonight having beaten the Raptors 120-106 to at home last night. Yeah, the Pistons played them really well. We remember that uh, back-to-back uh, games in Detroit uh, right at the beginning of the new year there, and... Uh, even the loss, you know, Jason Tatum hits the big buzzer beater, not quite buzzer beater, but almost a buzzer beater to win that. Jalen Brown played well throughout. Jeremy Grant played well. I was at that game on a Sunday afternoon. After the Pistons get the win on a Friday, they still contend and still made it a really tough one there. So um, interested to see how these guys come out. Every time we doubt the Pistons and think, oh, this is the game they'll get, they'll get blown out, they've been blown out like three, four times all season. So there's been a lot of losses, but they've been competitive good losses. The Pistons are opening up as eight-and-a-half-point underdogs in a game that will tip off at 8 o'clock from the TD Garden in Boston on Fox Sports Detroit and 97.1 the ticket. And on Valentine's Day, the Pistons will have a Sunday affair with the 11-13 and 13 Pelicans in their second straight game against a team on the back end of a back-to-back. The schedule gods kind of looking down a smile for once this year and the because uh, the Pelicans have to stop in Dallas before they head to Detroit tomorrow. Trade rumors flying around about J.J. Redick and uh, Lonzo Ball. So, you know, we will see if those guys get showcased by Stan Van Gundy and the Pelicans. And really just a team that you got Zion Williamson, but where are you going, right? Are you trying to win because you have a guy like J.J. Redick and those kind of veterans, or are you completely selling right now? 
kind of coming into the season, it was a strange team under 500 right now and expected to maybe be about a 500 team, maybe inside the playoffs, maybe in that, uh, that um, play-in situation. So a team that's kind of up in the air right now, and, and we'll get our first look at them on Sunday. New Orleans is led by, like you said, Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram's 27 each a night while Williamson adds seven rebounds. Lonzo Ball and Eric Bledsoe in the backcourt each throw in double digits. And this will be the first trip to Detroit for a rookie I really like, Kyra Lewis Jr., who plays sparingly for them, but I will watch with great interest given the chance if he can get on the court. Yeah, I'm the same way with Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who was a second-round guy for them. I had Sekou ahead of Nikhil on the board when the draft came up, but I thought Sekou would be off the board when the Pistons picked a 15. So I was kind of eyeballing Nikhil Alexander-Walker. It turns out we maybe missed on Tyler Hero and some of these projections. It happens. But, uh, yeah, Nikhil Alexander-Walker is getting a little bit more minutes than he did as a rookie, but still not quite turning the corner. Uh, just a really skinny guy. Hasn't really been knocking down threes at all for the Pelicans. But uh, just one of those guys that helps you do a lot of things, like like a Tyrese Halliburton, but not quite as good as Tyrese Halliburton. So uh, you got Kyra, I got Nikhil, and uh, let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> and follow the Lockdown Pistons on Twitter for the game info on that when it opens up at Bet Online. And that game's going to tip at 7 o'clock at LCA on Fox Sports Detroit and 97.1 the ticket. Can't imagine what else you would be doing on Valentine's Day than watching Pelicans and Pistons. And probably that, that, that is a joke, but it's probably actually true for a lot of people and stuck at home for the past year or so. But uh, it'll be interesting to see G League action as well. Um, I did look and see that, uh, according to Joe Lenardi at Bracketology, uh, Oklahoma State, kind of a bubble team, but it looks like for now they're in. Certainly Gonzaga and USC will both be in. So chances to see Suggs and Mobley and Cade Cunningham a little bit more down the road. So you can focus on the G League Ignite team this weekend. Get your own scouting reports together on particularly Kaminga and Green. And really, it's it's important because the Pistons, like I said, they might be picking five or six in worst case scenarios uh, as, as a defeatist myself, I just assume that the lottery luck's not going to come. So you might be relying on a Kaminga or a green or Zaire Williams or uh, Jalen Johnson. Some of those guys that might be that next level. And we kind of got to keep an eye on those guys too. So Brian, is there a guy other than Cade Cunningham that you've kind of studied a little bit in this draft process that you are kind of glomming on or gravitating towards out of these top group of guys? Well, early in the season, I caught a couple of Jalen Suggs game and he looked really, really good. So I was pretty high on him. I know he's kind of tempered and tapered off here a little bit lately and shown a little bit flaws in his game, but he was somebody whose bandwagon I was on early, but I'm really excited to get a look at um, Green and Kaminga to get a more complete picture on exactly the type of talent level we're dealing with if we don't get the golden ticket and win Cade Cunningham. And that's the assignment this weekend for Locked On Pistons listeners. I'll, I'll watch at least one of the games and highlights of the other or something like that, so I will have some thoughts for you guys on Monday, and Brother Brian will have some more assignments for you next week as well. But that wraps up this edition of Locked On Pistons. I am your host, Matt Shook. He is Brother Brian now. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on Lions. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you guys on Monday. Did you give me Bill Bars for Valentine's Day?